it's Wazir. This is Wazir. And this is Jared Muhammad. And we're your hosts. You are listening to the Business Building Blocks podcast. How are you doing today? I'm fine. I'm fantastic. Today is another special episode. We're glad to be talking to the listeners. We actually have a guest in the studio with us today. Okay. Uh, would you would you mind introducing yourself, my good brother? He real busy, yeah. actually handling some yeah. business right absolutely, now. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. Thank you, brothers, for allowing me to come on your podcast, brother John and your son. Yes, sir. That's good. Yeah, he's at the age now where we can uh, do things together. Right. And move forward. He's not a baby anymore. He's a young man. So that's a blessing when we have an opportunity to do something with our children and, and build a future. So thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Thank you for uh, coming. And thank you for blessing us. Right. You know, with your presence. So can you explain to them what the Business Building Blocks podcast is for the people who are listening for the first time? Okay. The Business Building Blocks podcast is a business talk show designed for the entrepreneur or the business owner that would like to expand their business. Right. And uh, we're primarily focused now on the black community uh, because we believe that the black community has the greatest need. So that's our that's our focus here. Absolutely. Well, this week we talk about bu- building businesses and we like to highlight different business opportunities that may not be as obvious as people would think. Right. So you take uh, real estate. Right. And what people don't know is, I mean, people know that you're selling houses, but are there any other business opportunities that are related to real estate? Yeah, I mean, it, that's one thing that generates the GNP, a gross national product, is construction, housing. Right. And let's look at that because the house has to be built mm-hmm. or renovated. So on the, on the, on the, on the start. At the beginning, you need uh, it produces construction opportunities, right? Building opportunities, mm-hmm. and then of course you need you can you may use a, a realtor. So a realtor is another profession or industry, right? That's directly related to home buying and selling. Mm-hmm. Um, the house need to be inspected. Uh, building inspection, that's a separate. Business mm. opportunity um, that that the property need to be appraised so you can assess the value of it. Um, of course, that's a service. That's a that's a business opportunity appraisal. Mm. Um, I mean, anybody can jump in. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you have any experience with? Uh, uh... Yeah, I, I can tell you this. I was a uh, stockbroker. Okay. For six years, and when I was a stockbroker. We learn what drives the the uh, the economy, okay. and that's where I learned. Even though I had been studying real estate as an investor since 1980, but it wasn't until I became a stockbroker that I realized that two thirds of the G- GDP in America okay. is somehow related indirectly or directly to real estate. Okay. Yeah, so it, it just it just spans out throughout the economy beyond which most of us can think of furnitures, right? Gallery right. furniture. You got to mean, you know, it has to do with real estate. Even if you're buying, even if you're renting from an apartment, that's still real estate. It's just that mm-hmm. you don't own. Mm-hmm. So real estate is not confined to own you owner, owning it. It's not yeah. confined to you being the owner. So yeah, two thirds of the economy somehow is affected by real estate. 
Mm. What, what, what brings to mind is that recent uh, financial crisis we had with the banks. But those banks had mortgages, uh, mortgage pools, a collection of mortgages. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing that's related to the home. Most people don't just buy the home in cash. They, they get a mortgage. Uh, they get financed. And the banks are involved in that. Mm. You know, and also... Um, yeah, and then that money trickles into Wall Street, right. right? And then that goes throughout Wall Street into different other kind of investments. Okay. Because, see, we have to understand those individuals who choose Wall Street as their main investment vehicle, mm -hmm. then they keep their money in Wall Street. Okay. They might get it from outside of Wall Street or from within Wall Street, and they just take the profits and double down back in back into the market. So, yeah, they took the profits from the dividends from them those CMOs and other derivatives from the mortgage uh, uh, mortgages that they pooled together, and they just put it back in the stock market, mm. buying stocks or bonds or mutual funds. That makes mm. me think about we talk about banking, how important a black bank would be to a black person trying to get a loan or a mortgage that we're talking about. That's true. Does that play? Does that have a play? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, we we need to uh, be involved in not only the consumerism, mm -hmm. but we need to be involved in that wealth building and business and finance. The industries and the um, entrepreneurship opportunities. Right. So we need to own the bank. Mm -hmm. We need to own that mortgage company. Mm. We need to own these companies. That these in, we need to be involved in those industries in an ownership capacity. Wow! Not just in a in a career mm. making opportunity. Well, see, we have to understand as well is that the the bank is in the business of loaning money, right? So we have to understand that so we can own the bank, but if we're not loaning that money to other black businesses, then it really defeats the purpose. Right. Just like you remember about a year ago, uh, Killer Mike and and even brother here in the city, brother Derek, you know, had this big drive to put money in black banks. Black right? banks, right. Well, see, that's the, that's the start of it. That's not the finish, mm -hmm. right? But what right. do we do after that? See, because yeah. what'll happen is we'll put all our money in the bank and the bank can then leverage that to borrow money from the Federal Reserve Bank, Okay. right? So they can have now more money to loan back out based on an increase in deposits. Right. Right? So we, we'll drive and put money in the bank, but then turn around and don't know that now we need to go borrow that money right. from the bank. That's right. Or we go and can't qualify, and then white folks end up going to Unity Bank right. and borrowing the money based on the leverage that we gave the bank with these deposits to go okay. and get more money from the Federal Reserve. See? So it goes far beyond just the initial... First step, right? Okay. There's very few. You not you can't go too far in life just with one step. Right. You can't get across the street with just one step. Right. At best, you standing on the curve, you can get in the street, mm -hmm. but you won't get across the street with that one step. So, so we as black people, and all that we try to do, brother John, is that we have to look at it beyond just the getting started part. Okay. We good at getting started. Right. But it, and I think it, lots of time it comes from a lack of comprehension. Right. We don't require that this is a hundred piece puzzle. So right. we put together five pieces and ooh, we we done. We did good. But it's right. a hundred piece puzzle. That's right. Mm. And we and, and we call them uh blocks here, building blocks. So we can build on that. You know, we start, what's the next step? What's the next ingredient? 
You know, where, what's our ultimate goal? You know, what where are we going with this? And right. and, uh, and with and with all good builders, right? Right. They start with the end in mind. That's true. They already they already got the full blueprint of the house before they even lay that first brick. That's what I'm saying. We don't go in as black people with the with the full blueprint in right. mind. That's true. So we just we just we just we build up. That's more than what we done before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might be the case, but yeah. you still ain't got no house. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. got a bunch of bricks stacked up next to each other. That's true. Yeah. So, so when you're investing, do you ever are you are you raising money for real estate or what's happening? Well, it depends on your approach and, and the way that you you invest. The way that I teach my students is a technique that's called or strategy is called wholesaling. Mm-hmm. No yeah. job, no credit, no money, no risk. You can even be a, 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 a new released felon, right? Okay. Right, a new released felon, and you can get in to wholesale in real estate. So you don't need money to do that. So it depends on what your strategy mm. is. How does that relate to commercial real estate? For like, a, say, like you're building a, a shopping center or something like that. Do things change, or do you have to have money to get into that, or some type well, of licensing, or do you? Yeah, I don't do commercial like in a strip. Because uh, apartment complex fall underneath commercials, right. commercial property. But to answer your question, see, you don't need the money, right? You just need to know where to get the money from. Mm. You need access to the money. See, that's one of the best, biggest misnomers of of real estate uh, in particular. But as business as a whole, you think that you need the money, right? Even if those mo- there's money that needs to be on the table, it's just not your money. Mm-hmm. Right? right, right. So you can get in, in, you can get involved in the game, right, with no money, mm-hmm. but you got enough sense and wherewithal to go out and find and partner with people who have the money, and you bring their money to the table, and now you're playing, right? So many of us as black people, that's the way we have to start, uh, start off, and then we can get involved, and then we can get money from it. Now we have money for the next venture. Mm. Okay. Man, so if somebody wanted to get, what what do you recommend somebody who's starting off? This is they just have an idea. Should they find out like how do they find out what kind of money they need, or is there a resource for that, or is that what you offer? With no, mine like, is specific to real estate investing, but mm-hmm. just in general with an idea, you know, um, we live in the information age, right? So you know, the information is out there. Let me give you a listening audience a, a, a website. It's a secret website. You may not know about it. But uh, let me spell it for you. It has a lot of information there for you. <laughs> it's a G-O-O-G-L-E dot com. <laughs> right. So, so, so you out. know, you might, yeah, you might not be aware of that one. But if you type it in there, you, you, you know, it'll pop up and populate. But you go there and you can put any information or any question that you have and, and uh, you'll get some information that'll help help you get started. Mm. You want to do the sponsors and then we'll get more in detail with our brother in a minute? Absolutely. Okay, at this point, we would like to highlight some of the businesses who are keeping us afloat and helping us do this show. Okay. There are our sponsors for this week. Our first sponsor is Nation's Products. Nation's Products, they are literacy advocates. They sell all types of literature. We have children books, one of the books is the, I see that the Obama story. We got the word search book. They also have a cookbook to feed the body. Right. Yeah, so they have all types of literature. You're holding up the uh, Famous Blacks in America word search book. That's right. Y'all can check that out. A lot of private schools, charter schools have bought that book. 
people who are homeschooled have that book. But if you just want to have it for your personal library, I think library, let me clarify, I think it's very important because they're learning about themselves as they solve the right. puzzles, right? And I think they're building a self-esteem as they learn about their own culture right. and uh, their own history because they see themselves in the education now. Mm-hmm. So that now they learn that if my ancestors were able to accomplish great things and they look like me, that means I can accomplish things. Absolutely. And that builds a self-esteem. So oh. please check them out. Like them on Facebook, Nations Products. Spells how it sounds. It's spelled how it sounds. Right. And uh, you can order those products. Very important. We would also like to highlight Grimes 1956. It's a black-owned clothing company. They also do T-shirt printing and right. branding. One of the, our shirts right here, the business building blocks, they actually printed our T-shirts. And uh, it's actually a whole brand. Y'all should check them out. Every month, they release a product, and that from the proceeds of that product, they give back. So they had a hat mm-hmm. during a Black History Month that was giving back to scholarships. Yeah. They had one during uh, October for breast cancer. They had another one for heart disease. So just check them out, Grimes1956 on Instagram. That's at Grimes1956. Uh, we're also brought to you by myself, Wazir's Music. Y'all can check that out on iTunes. I don't have to talk too much about that, but it's a lot of music. It's all great production, all that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, just recently, I think Jay-Z dropped this uh, video on... Uh, Hold up. What you about to say about this video? OJ. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think it was OJ. Right, right. Or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and he used the N-word. I mean, <laughs> oh, no, no. I thought you was about to release some information that we don't need to be telling them about. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Uh, I think I think they, they, they uh, platform is title, right? Title, yeah. Uh, Wazir's music is on title. I'm on title also. Shout out to right. Jay Z for he don't know me, but I'm on his platform. Jay Z. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he knows. You got a partnership with Jay Z. Huh? I'm on but, title. But, Black I mean, owned. I mean, y'all yeah. doing business together, right? right and, exactly. And, and you, uh, Wazir, did a, a, a number of shows over at uh, the House of Darion. Was it the House? Oh, I have performed at that club, uh, the House of Darion, with, with uh, Matthew Knows on, on many uh, uh, shows. Yeah. So, so shout out to Hove. So uh, check check but, uh, out the uh, bad <laughs> video though on YouTube. Yeah, y'all check um, me out on YouTube. Wazir's music. Absolutely. So thank we y'all. Got time for a public service announcement. Oh, we actually do. We would like to go into our public service announcement. Find a call newspaper. News, uh, factual news, in a time where you are uh, confronted with fake news or alternative facts. Um, the final call is news that's geared toward our community in this country throughout national and international and you can depend on the final call to bring you the unadulterated unadulterated truth Mm. uh, and facts and it's designed for us and you can depend on it that's finalcall.com finalcall.com and also the economic blueprint which is a a fund uh, launched by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and it was launched in order for us to have a basis for economic development, mm. starting with farmland. So we're going back to the farm, and land and real estate being the basis of wealth. And that that website is economicblueprint.org, uh, economicblueprint.org. All right, thank you so much for that. So we want to get more deep into our guests because what I like about this show is we bring people on 
who are doing what we're trying to teach you all on this podcast, and they bring a, a level of expertise mm-hmm. that we think that you all can benefit from. So if you could introduce yourself again and then tell them exactly your business name and what that business does. Yes, my name is Daryl Muhammad. have several businesses, but my real estate business is uh, Creative Home Buyers, LLC. And then I have a media company, it's Four Diamond Media Group, where I do all my media stuff, right? Okay. My media stuff. So uh, we're building that out. But Creative Home Buyers LLC has been around since uh, I think it is 2000. Mm-hmm. 2000. And that's where I do all my real estate transactions through, uh, which uh, has been, it's been going along pretty good here recently. Absolutely, absolutely. So we want to get into the person, Brother Daryl. Yeah. yeah. We, we want to know. I mean, we may know you, but we want yeah, the audience absolutely. to know you. We want to get into that origin story. Where were you born <laughs> and where did it all start? Yeah, born in San Francisco, California. Right. Uh, to a, God bless, a middle-class black family. Mom and dad, they were always there. Okay. You know, no single-family home. Uh, education is real big in my family, so my mom's an educator, and so I went to um, Catholic school, mm. right, in Catholic high school for two years to a college preparatory school. And... Uh, then I went, came down here to Texas and went to public school here for a year, then went back home, got homesick, went back home, and, um, and uh, went to junior college mm. for two years. But I wanted to have a black experience since I grew up in San Francisco, which is very integrated. All right. And uh, coming out of my parents, coming out of the segregated South and moving to California, that was the life to live for, you know, newly released Negroes from from segregation (laughs) to live in an integrated society. So I wanted to go to, uh, I wanted to have a black experience, right? I think I I heard uh, Dr. Wesley mention that on the Breakfast Club. Oh, did he? They have their black cultural experience at HBCU. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) so that's what I did. Came down to Houston and went to Historical Black College, Texas Southern University. Got uh, you know involved. I was the vice president of the um, of the uh, NAACP campus mm-hmm. campus uh, branch uh, during the um, during the what is the South Africa protests and boycott and shell and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, graduated from Texas Southern University in 1990 with a degree in business and marketing. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, and I also I think that's where we met. Uh, we also met in the mosque, but we also were students over at yeah, Texas Southern right. uh, University together, having that black cultural experience. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> nothing like it. So Especially where did you black? Where did you get? I mean, you mentioned that your parents were middle class. Is that where you got your entrepreneurial spirit no, from? That doesn't come from middle class. I don't think Jay Z was middle class. <laughs> but uh, no, it just comes from you know a seed being planted. I think that seed. Well, here's the thing. You know, that's why Brother John mentioned, you mentioned about knowing your history. See, a lot of times we think we're doing it or we're the first one doing it. Or you don't know really where that came from. So you try to pinpoint uh, a particular experience in your life. But as I got to know my history, my direct history, my grandparents and stuff, come to find out my grandfather on my mother's side, he was an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Right? So a lot of times things can be passed down genetically, mm-hmm. such as... Entrepreneurship. So if, if if we believe that we can pass down genetically, you know, 
high blood pressure and diabetes, mm -hmm. then surely we can pass along other things as well that's, that's much more beneficial and positive. So I think that planted the seed in my, my genetics. Uh, but as I got older, I remember I started watching uh, those infomercials, those real estate infomercial oh, that right. you see come on TV. Now it's flip houses, but back then it was the infomercials. The guy comes on and tell you how you can get rich with real estate with no money down. So that, that I mean, I used to watch those, I mean, every time it came on. That was my <laughs> Saturday, right. you know, viewing pleasure. Mm -hmm. And I recently did the math. I started watching those in 1980, and I started doing the math, and I said, I was born in 64, 1980. That's 16 years old. Mm -hmm. That's pretty young mm -hmm. to have to see that as a visual and say, all you got to do is come down to the hotel and learn, and we'll teach you how to buy houses with no money down and live like this. Mm -hmm. So so that may not have been the beginning, but that was that was the experience that really just blew the lid off of my thinking and started having me just start wondering about the possibilities for myself. So I, that started in 1980, and I bought my first real estate course in 1983. So that for sure I know was a, was a major turning point you know, in, in that, that seed being dropped wow. and being Man, germinated in my, this, my mind. The early 80s, that was before you attended Texas Southern yeah, University? Yeah, I was still in California, yeah. Oh, okay, mm. okay. Yeah, I came to Texas Southern in uh, 85. Oh, okay. So like I said, I was 16 years old. I was in high school. Right. Yes, yeah, so wow. while you're playing sports and doing whatever high school students do, I was at home watching these, I mean, every time, and they would run them like yeah. infomercials every couple right. hours, and I'd be... Every time with a pad and pen, writing yeah. down, you know, examples that they give you on the board, on you know, on the show. And Yeah, yeah I, I remember I was in high school, I was playing football. Basketball. <laughs> well, I was a basketball player, so right. but no, I, I was watching those. Wow. I was watching those shows. So did you ever attend one of those classes? Of that course. And what when of was course. at what age were you in when yeah, you went to your well, first class or how did it affect you? My, well, I started going to those free seminars in eighty. My dad mm. used to take me. Okay. Right? Okay. And okay. I've been going ever since. So you did thirty seven years I've been going to those hotel seminars, right? Mm. But the actual one where you have to pay and get the information, mm. I got my first course in nineteen eighty three. Now there's a guy off T V. Because okay. I think back, well, they did some hotels, but a lot of them just did it on T V, right? Just did it on T V. So I bought my first course in nineteen eighty three. Okay. Right? And I still continue to go to seminars. And since then, I don't know how much I've spent on courses. It's, just, it's been a lot. Because, like I said, I come from an educational background, and education is real big. Mm -hmm. so, I, so I understood the value of education. Wow. And this is what your audience, listen, audience have to understand. That's why I often I always say comprehensive knowledge. We don't mm -hmm. have a comprehensive knowledge of what we're doing as right. black people in entrepreneurship mm -hmm. because they don't teach you that in school in, a, in a formal learning environment. Mm -hmm. So the only place you can learn it is outside of university, outside mm -hmm. of trade schools. And we don't do that. We don't do yeah. that as black people. Mm -hmm. You know, we, if, it's, if it's not taught in the institution, yeah. we don't learn it and we go out there and we try to bootleg it and that, that's, that doesn't work. But, but, but what you was talking about when you were young and I, I just identify with this aspect of it. I started studying drafting in like the seventh grade, mm. drafting and architecture. So when I went through high school, I was taking a lot of um, drafting and architectural courses. Right. And the, the where my advisors guided me after, well, after high school was to study engineering. But it was being in the nation of Islam and learning the concept of nation building that I wanted to become an entrepreneur. And also with my advisors at Texas Southern, 
they persuaded me to study construction management. And that's where the idea of going from just a career to being a, a, a business owner or a contractor uh, evolved. It was a combination of being in the nation and being at the university. Mm. But uh, that's, that's, that's something I identify because we are learning subjects in school. But, how but do we're not practice? learning to yeah. master and to own, you know, to have ownership of, of wealth. Mm. We're really designed, to, we're trained. We're encouraged to get a job and a career. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I mentioned, because you mentioned the nation. You are a member of the Nation of Islam also. At what point were you raised in the nation or what, at what point in your life did you find the Nation of Islam? Well, you know, it's very interesting. And when you go back in your life, many times... I'm sure, Brother John, you experienced, you'll see how God was guiding you all along, right? Yeah. So growing up in San Francisco, um, we lived on the street. Yeah, I mean, it just, it's interesting. We lived on the street. Houses was on one side of the street. Okay. And check this out, Brother John. Half of the top half of the block, it was a hill. Okay. So you went up a hill, right? Mm. All the white folks lived on the bottom of the hill. All the black folks lived on the top. <laughs> the balcony. Yeah, so we're looking down, down the street. Where they lived. Yeah. So they lived down, you know, and everybody had to pass by their house before they come up to our house. So I thought that was very interesting. But a couple of houses at the top of the block, at the top of the hill from us was a black family. Okay. Right? And uh, we grew up, had, you know, some, you know, boys and girls. So I grew up with them. And they, they all of a sudden changed their name from Lisa and Kit Vaughn to Algani, Sophia and Sawa Algani. Mm. Right. And I used to remember seeing the sisters dressed up the way we dress up in a nation. Okay. Mm. I remember going over to the house and stuff and, you know, and can't they don't eat certain things all of a sudden. And I remember going in the house upstairs and over fireplace had a picture. You know, where typically, you know, Jesus is. Right. John Kennedy John is. John Kennedy, yeah. But it was a black man. <laughs> and I said, who is that? He said, that's the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Mm. That's where I first heard Assalamu alaikum. Yeah. Then one of the one of their cousins came over, uh, about our age, pretty girl, light skin, <laughs> right. had that garment on, fell in love. Mm. See, so Allah was preparing me and you know shaping my mind mm-hmm. in preparation. Then then the the father, before he joined the nation, he drove bus, you know, city bus with my dad. Mm-hmm. But he joined the nation. Now you don't work for the bus. He started opening up restaurants, right? Mm. He moved out of our neighborhood to the right. Oakland Hills where the rich people live. Okay. I don't know if you remember Joe Morgan used to play baseball, professional baseball, but they lived in the Oakland Hills where he lived and had horses and everything. Oh, man. So, you know, that kind of gave me an impression. Boy, join the nation. Yeah, right. Became an entrepreneur <laughs> and moved up to the Oakland, went up there and rode their horses. They had horses. <laughs> So wow. that was the seed. So no, I didn't join. Uh, the, I didn't wasn't in the nation when I was born. But that was my first experience. And experience, was yeah, experience, and yeah. it was all good. It was nothing bad. Yeah. That's interesting. But I noticed you said he, once he joined, he started opening restaurants. What about the nation of Islam made him want to open up yeah, restaurants? Or how does it affect entrepreneur, the entrepreneur spirit? Well, it teaches you to do for self. Yeah. Mm. The whole teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad is for black people to do for self, right? Mm. Don't ask somebody to do for you what you can get up. Unite and do <laughs> yeah. for yourself. Right. 
That's what independence means. Right. That's what freedom means. Absence of that, you are not free no matter if you don't have a gate to keep you in. Mm. Yeah. Right? Your mind is not free. Your mind is still in prison. Right. So the teaching of Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad is just that, to free our minds and the, to let us know that we have everything we need with the help of God to be independent, truly independent, and, right. and do things for ourselves. So that, that is the teachings, and that's where he got that from. Mm. Man. So you moved... You moved from Cali to, to to Texas, went to college. I'm interested to want to know when were you able to get your business to the point where you could live off of it or thrive off of it? I started so I started investing in real estate in year 2000. Okay. And at that time, I was a stockbroker. I was a, a stockbroker from 1996 to 2002. Oh, okay. So, so, and that's the best way, in my opinion, unless you just, you know, generally speaking, is you want your entrepreneurship to overlap traditional employment, mm-hmm. right? Too often, we just quit our jobs and just jump out there, you know, without the comprehensive knowledge of all that's required. So that's what I did. I started real estate part-time. And that's the beauty of real estate investing. You can do it part-time forever. Mm. Right. So I did it part time while I was working. And then at some point in time, real estate got in the way of my stock brokerage career. And being that I've always knew I was going to be a real estate investor ever since 1980, then that was just the time. That was the time, 2000, mm. to go ahead and, 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 and make that move. So that's what happened. So you start spending more time on your own business. I mean, yeah. It interfered with your work yeah, schedule. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, cause problems. Start trying to just try try to do real estate deals from the broker's office and leaving oh, stuff yeah. on the printer and right. <laughs> They don't like that. Don't like it. Man. Ain't supposed right. to like it. Right. Mm. Yeah, so Wow. So did did you have any pushback from anybody when you were like I'm going in business for myself because a lot of people have a hard time believing in that sometimes. No. No, see, that's the, the beautiful thing about real estate investing. You don't need nobody else's help, so to speak. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You don't need to go borrow money from somebody. You don't need to say, well, I'm going to open up this restaurant. Would you come help me set up? Mm-hmm. Help me, you see? Right. So, you don't need a lot of employees, a lot of You don't need partners. any employees, and you uh-huh. don't need any money. So it's not like you got to go try to get thousands from this person, five thousand. No, you don't need that. See, so you just need to get into the community, the real estate investment community, where it has all the tools and support and all the the mechanisms you need to be successful and just go out there and just stay focused and make the, make it happen for yourself. That's all. Okay. What do you mean by you don't need money? You don't you need, need money. You need, you need capital. You need you, you assets. You don't need any money. You don't need any money. For example, the way wholesaling works is like this, right? I find a property as a wholesaler. I get it. I get it under contract, an right. agreement to buy it substantially below the, the the repair value after it's repaired, right? So what I do is I go out there and find a, a, um, a investor that's going to buy it from me for more than what I've contracted it for from the seller. Okay. Right. So the money comes from the investor, goes to the title company, goes to the seller that I have an agreement with, and any difference comes to me. So if I'm in agreement with you, brother, to buy your house that's vacant and, you know, we see that all the time, so that's not unusual, right? right? That's vacant for 50000 and then your father, brother John, who's going to fix it up, sell it, or fix it up, rent it out, says, okay, the numbers look good. I'm going to buy, you know, I'm going to offer, I'm going to say, you know, I'm, I'm selling it for 55000 He said, okay, that sounds good, done my numbers. Okay, that's a good deal. But I got a contract for 50000 but he's going to pay 55000 Okay. That's the difference of five thousand. So where's that? 
Where does that go? First of all, it goes to me. The five thousand comes to me. Right. But how does the owner get that fifty? Well, well, you John brings the fifty-five. Title company takes the fifty-five and says, "Okay, well, Daryl has an agreement with this person for fifty. Mm-hmm. So then now the title company cuts the check for fifty to you. Now, how much money did I need? I didn't need any because John, brother John, brought the money. Right. Mm. So I don't need any money. Brother John brought the money. And see, what, what we don't understand as black people, and, and God bless me to be a stockbroker. And when I was a stockbroker, I remember being in the office and reading the Wall Street Journal, which I did every morning. And I saw an article in there that stated that 1% of all stockbrokers are minorities. So when you take out white women, Hispanics, right. Asians, and then you take out black women, I easily deduce that less than 1% of stockbrokers are black men. That's right. Black men. Right. Right. So, but those of us who who understand the stock market, we we come to find out, or we can come to learn that white folks been doing that. They always do that. They yeah. they don't. I mean, when they trade in oil and energy and stuff, they just got a contract from Saudi Arabia to get it at this price, and they got a contract to sell mm-hmm. it. So it's no money. So they've been mm-hmm. doing that for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's why this making, this show is so. A commission. What's a fee? Uh, yeah, a fee uh, for bringing a deal. Right. Yeah. Right. They're deal makers. Yeah. Right, and anytime uh-huh. you bring value to the marketplace, you're entitled to get compensated for it, mm-hmm. regardless if you bring money. You're bringing a skill set. You went out there and beat the bushes to find the deal, mm-hmm. so now Brother John can make him a profit. So now the contractors can work. Right, right. Now the tax can get their money. The the, the accounting can get their money from taxes. Right. Now mm-hmm. it beautifies the community. Mm. See what I'm saying? So we got to wrap our minds around it and understand that that's, they've been doing business like that for years. Yeah. For, for years. And see, once we start realizing that and we operate like that, then see, that that eliminates the number one reason why we don't get started in business or anything. Wow. I don't have no money. Yeah, My credit is bad. But that's, that's, that doesn't stop those who yeah. understand. And one last point, if you remember... Um, Donald Trump showed The Apprentice. They only had one black person that won, a brother. And that, yeah. I was watching Apprentice every... Right. And I even met Reginald, I uh, forgot the brother's name, uh, Randall, Randall, I forgot his name. But anyway, I met him several years ago. He came through Houston. But he put together a course how to start a business mm-hmm. with no money down, yeah. little or no money. See, so that's a concept that they understand, that they've been using for years. And the only place that you hear that is in real estate investing. How to mm. do it, no money down. That's right. Wow. So is so that's what you do when you talk about wealth building. When you say you're, you specialize in wealth building, and is is that in general or specific? In general, in general. Well, the idea with basically is is the wealth mindset. Right. That's what I'm wanting yeah, to get Yeah, the wealth mindset. Because you know, I mean, you can learn stocks and bonds and real estate. I mean, that's general knowledge, but that's not what black people need. Right. See, what we got to understand, due to our sojourner here in America called slavery, we've been put in a in a psychological, spiritual, emotional, physical deficit. Mm-hmm. We're at a negative number. See, so the information that's in the general public is 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 not designed for people that's at a negative number. Mm-hmm. They're 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 designed for the masses of the people, and nobody is in that condition other than the black man and woman of America. So I'm saying it to say that there's a gap between where we are mm-hmm. and the general information that's out there. And that's why we fall so short as black people because we we, we, we don't close that gap, that yeah. psychological gap, mm-hmm. that emotional gap. 
right? Right. We don't we don't close that gap up. So what I've been blessed by God and, and I and I and I've made it my my platform and my purpose is to help us to understand that gap, and that's the wealth mindset gap. And then now we can take what we learned from Robert Kiyosaki and Dave Ramsey and Susan Orman and whoever else. Mm-hmm. We have the right mindset now to go in there and 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 get out of it what's in it for us to get out of it. So mm. I, I had a question. Do yeah. you do you offer courses? Or do you have clients? I mean, do do someone yeah, yeah. someone hire you personally? Yeah. Or do they attend your course? Or, yeah. or do you have literature? Yeah, all the above. I have a program called 19 Secrets, but they don't want us to know. Okay. They can get that at 19secrets.com, mm-hmm. and I give them two bonuses. Bonus number one is an audio program that actually teaches you how to reprogram your mind okay. through audio programming mm-hmm. while you're sleeping. Mm. You can reprogram your mind while you're asleep. Yeah. That's bonus number one. Bonus number two is my VIP mentorship program. Okay. That's a that's actually a learning platform that they can access 24 hours a day anywhere they have access to the internet. And I have multiple modules that cover, you know, specific information about networking, mm-hmm. you know, and about, you know, of course, real estate, about how to read a book like a scholar, mm-hmm. right? And different things that have mm-hmm. to deal with the mind and building wealth and most importantly, understanding wealth. Mm-hmm. What is wealth, right? Yeah. And uh, and that's the VIP mentorship program, and that I give them that free for two weeks to try it. If they like it, they discontinue. But each module has about five videos, has audios, and a worksheet that goes with it. Okay. And I say that's for the serious, not the curious. The curious okay. get the 19 secrets. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Man, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, then I got my real estate course, Okay. right? The Secrets to Wholesaling Real Estate, Volume 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's 13 hours of audio. Once again, everything's audio, downloadable. Okay. I call it the good, the bad, and the ugly of wholesaling, mm-hmm. right? Everything from A to Z. Okay. Right? I tell you what real estate, what wholesaling is, what it isn't, right? Uh, boot camp style, no holes barred is just pure content, just, okay. just raw content. I give you all the forms and contracts and everything you need. That alone, you, you just need that alone. Just, you don't need anything else. Right. Okay. I tell you how to organize your your business. I teach you self improvement is in there. Mm-hmm. Personal development is in there. Uh, what I did was took the best of the courses and what I've learned over the years, and then I added what the other programs don't have. Okay. Because it's designed for us. Like right. I say, we always got to make up that gap yeah. of our deficit mm-hmm. of understanding to the general information, so they can get that at the secrets to wholesaling dot com. Okay. I have a question. Uh, within businesses, I know a lot of people hit uh, turbulence or whatever, and they they quit or they give up. And I think when you talk about the wealth mindset, is that what you said? I think it's to have resilience or determination. So in your journey, what was the hardest obstacle that you were faced with that you had to overcome to stay in business? Yeah, it's the persistence. Yeah, you know, anybody... It's like the economy now and what it was back in prior to 2008, right? When the economy is good, everybody can make money. Yeah. Everybody can make money when the economy is good. That's not your test of how good you are, you know, in your skill set as a professional. Right. The test of time is when the money dries up, the market contracts, things become more difficult. Now, if you can stay in business, then, then you're really good, right? Mm. You're good at what you've done. You know, and what you've put together, right? My mistake was in 2008, the reason why I lost literally everything but one property 
And even with the background of a stockbroker knowing the market, I just got caught up in the in the ride, mm-hmm. right? I got caught up in the ride in the in the in the in the uh, the, the roller coaster going going up, <laughs> right. knowing that it's got to come back yeah. down. But but I say that to say is that those that make it prepare because they know it's coming. They don't know when, but they know it's coming. Mm-hmm. So they they have they're preparing for when the market contracts because right. it always does. And we're and we're and we're due for one right now. So now yeah. is the time. But I mean, I, I mean, I was doing a lot of work for a lot of the real estate investors in, in on, on the construction renovation side. But I, I, was the problem that they just had too much inventory and they couldn't sell them? I mean, I, I, yeah, a lot, I mean, for a lot of that, people went over to renting and yeah, Section yeah, 8 and yeah, that yeah, type yeah, of thing. Yeah, those that, 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 that play that games, right? As a wholesale, I don't play the, the retail game. Okay. But those that buy properties from me play the retail game or they play the rental game. Okay. See, there's, 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 you play one of those two games, right? Mm-hmm. When the market is good, you know, that dictates a rental market, I mean, a, a retail market, okay. right? So it just depends on what your strategy is and then what the market allows you to do. But the thing I want to make, the beautiful thing about real estate, one of those two games are always being played. Okay. Oh. So even when the economy is bad, then rentals go up because right. people lose their home because they lost their jobs. Right and now, 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 when it they, comes they back, to, then they, they buy. They have to start renting now. They, they was a homeowner. Yeah, right. They lost their property. They got foreclosed on. Mm-hmm. Now they become a renter. Right. So, as an investor, you just have to see where the market is going and take advantage of the trend. You always got to be prepared. You always mm-hmm. have to be prepared. See, as a wholesaler, I'm selling it to you, the investor. Okay. Now, what your strategy is is irrelevant to me. Okay. Right. So I'm always I always have a market or a buyer. Mm-hmm. Right now, you might get caught up in wanting to retail it, but then it shifts on you into a rental market. Yeah. Now you're forced, like you said, to mm-hmm. rent it out. But that don't stop what I'm doing because you still yeah. got to get the properties from somewhere. But I'm just looking at the opportunities. It seems to be there's always opportunity because everyone need housing. Mm-hmm. Right. You either going to own it or you're going to rent it. Right. So we just got to get involved in the marketplace. Right. And, and you know, be abreast of the trends. Right. Study, you know, re- read the Wall Street Journal, uh, read the market. But mm-hmm. we can still uh, take advantage of opportunities in the marketplace regardless of is this a right. well, see, what that requires, market see, that or seller's yeah, market. Yeah, see, that requires, see, that's why, Brother Razier, we have to, we have to be students first, right? What happens so many times with black folks, we just get, we get seduced by you can make twenty thousand dollars on a flip, yeah, right. Yeah. And, but not understanding what's the flip side of that flip? <laughs> what's the flip side <laughs> of that twenty if things don't go as planned? See what right. I'm saying? So right. we don't have the we don't have the prerequisite knowledge, the comprehension to go in and say, okay, where do I need to get in? I learned this as a stockbroker, right? If you if you at your age, how old are you? I'm twenty four. Twenty four. So you at twenty four, you got more time to take risk. Yeah. Right. Me at fifty two, I have less time. So I have to have the understanding and knowledge to know where I am, what game I need to play, mm-hmm. right? right? If you're 70 years old, you don't have time to play the equity game. 20 years is going to be worth twice as much. You're going to be dead. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so you need to play the, the cash flow game, you yeah. see? But if you're just seduced by, you can just flip it and make 20. Yeah. But that, that ain't, that's not the game you need to play at 50, 60, right? Or is it? See, you just have to have that kind of understanding so you won't be relying on those that's that's selling you the $20,000 flip. You'll be able to listen and say, okay, well, let me see how that fits into where I am. Mm-hmm. 
right? And then that fits into my risk level. What risk am I willing to take? Can I risk taking some of my money out of my 401k plan? I'm going to retire in the next five years mm. and that goes wrong and I lose that money? No, that's not intelligent. Mm. So I can't go that route. Can I risk my credit, right? And something happens and, 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 my, and, and my credit get busted up and now, you know, I have bad credit and I'm at 55 years old? No, that's, that's not a good move. So a lot of times that's what determines what investment opportunity you take advantage of, regardless if it's real estate or business. It's still an investment opportunity, and you have to look at those things. So that, that's, that's, that's how you have to look at it. But it comes from a level of understanding mm. and not emotional. Because one of the, the, the psychology of wealth is money is not emotional. Mm-hmm. Anytime you add emotions to money, you start you start muddying up the water. You start messing messing things up. Yeah. Do you need a college degree to build wealth? No. 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 So what you say in your life? Which one helped you better? College or you say the seminar or the classes in the seminar? Which? Yeah. See, you, like Brother John said before, school is not designed to teach you how to be wealthy. No. Mm. It's preparing you for a job. Yeah. So the worst thing that the entrepreneur can do is spend all his time and money going to college. He can spend that money going, learning how to network. So now mm-hmm. you go to Black Enterprise annual, con- you know, networking convention. Mm-hmm. Or you spend your money and you go to our brother Frazier Net, George Frazier, and go to his thing. See, you, you now you go and you take seminars here and there, real estate seminar. Damon John, he's coming through again Houston for the second time in the last year to go to his seminar to learn how to buy on Amazon and flip on Amazon. And see, you learn the skill sets you need to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. They don't teach you that in school. Because a true, well, what about accounting and management? Yeah, okay. You can go get a book and read it, mm-hmm. right? Instead of spending six weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> to read, which you can get a book and just learn what you need to learn at that particular right. time so mm-hmm. you can be competent in that area of, of management. And then true, a real entrepreneur, they're, not try, they, they're hiring managers. Yeah. They're hiring what, accountants. What, what, what that brings me is to think about the comparisons to a sports. You know how we start playing basketball and football and sports as children. Right. And as boys, particularly black men, we perfect our our game, you know, our talent, our, our athletic skill all the way up through college. But even if we do make it to the pros, we're not the owner. We're the player. You see what I mean? Right. And the owners, they didn't do any of that. They 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 own the team and they passing that wealth on to their children and they not running up and down the field and running up and down the court, ruining their body and risking their their health. Rick Ross said, "You wasn't yeah. with me shooting in the gym." But right. he was talking about something else. But they didn't have to shoot in the gym if they owned in the team. But, but that's yeah. that's how we are going to school and going to college, preparing ourselves for a career and a job opportunity, and never really getting that financial security from our career. It's not a permanent job, mm. you know. You, yeah, you, know, you got you got a doctor's degree, but you're not you're overqualified. Yeah, you plus we have to understand that you know entrepreneurship is is a world of its own, with its own educational system, if you will. It's not institutionalized, because then it won't be entrepreneurship. <laughs> It'd be back to a job, right? 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 Your your, your grade in entrepreneurship is the success of your business. Anything short of that, you failed. Yeah. You well, don't. You don't. You, it's either A or F. 
A meaning you've passed and F meaning you failed. Either you had a at a as a, in the black mm-hmm. or you're in the red. There's no in between. There's no in between. So no, all you need to do to build wealth, brother, and I tell people this all the time, and that's why if you want to be wealthy, you don't even have to go to college, let alone entrepreneur, right? Is this. You just need to know how to add, subtract, multiply, and divide real well. And then you can build wealth. Right? Right. Oh, you can mathematics. Take, right. It's just mathematics. <laughs> especially real estate now. Yeah. Especially real estate. Right. You might need to know more than that if you're trying to build an app. Mm-hmm. Right? But real estate, that's why real estate is the most powerful way to build wealth in the history. Because if you can just add, subtract, multiply, and divide real well. Mm-hmm. You can go from single-family home to commercial strips because it's all it's just it's just adding, subtracting, multiplying division. Right. Your father can tell you construction is just square. Just you just measure. It's, it's mathematics, it's science, yeah. it's physics. Mm. So, uh, it's, so you don't it's, need it's to go to practice, college for that. Though. It's in practice. Right. It's taking what we learn and applying it. And and you know, I'm all for education, but I look at it again as training. Let's apply it. Let make let's let let it serve us. And let it serve our community and let us build wealth instead of us just serving others, making other people wealthy. Well, here, let me say about this we're education still left, piece. Uh, insecure. When black folks say, I'm, I'm for education, and I don't know if you mean it like that, but we say it like that, just phrase it like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, what many times what our people are saying is they're, they're really talking about higher education. Yeah. And you don't need higher education. Education is, is, is K through 12. Mm hmm. Right? K through 12. You can read real good. You had a 12th grade reading level, 12th grade math, 12th grade, what, uh, uh, arithmetic. That's education. Because mm-hmm. to say that to include higher education and you need education, then that's to say if I don't have higher education, then that means I'm, I'm a fa- I'm, I, I can't be wealthy. Right. I can't advance socially or economically. That's not true. Right. That is That is absolutely not true. There's more people who've proven... That that education, higher education, is not your road to to wealth, as as they are that that don't have higher education who are wealthy. Jay Z mm-hmm. don't have no higher education. Rick Ross ain't got no higher education, mm-hmm. and all the destructive things that he does, he still got enough sense to get him some ch- checkers franchise stores right. and to get him some wing stops. But right. all of us that got this education. Ain't tattooed down, ain't out calling our sisters out their name, go to church, go to my self-righteous, got good, good, good yeah. degrees and good white man job, ain't got no ain't got no franchise. Right. Ain't got fact, no they don't have no second plant uh, stream of income. The people with wealth hire people with education. Robert Kiyosaki has a book called C Students Hire A Students. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Man. See, those that know. Don't don't buy into that. They let those that want to drink that Kool Aid drink that Kool Aid. They say, "No, I'm sipping over. I'm sipping on this over here." <laughs> and, and another thing, education is an industry, is a business also. And you know, uh, my daughter's a student over at University of Houston, and University of Houston is building. Yeah, they're building all of these new buildings. Well, uh-huh. it's a business. They're making that money from right. the tuition and the fees that they're charging the students. And these so loans they, are they, crazy. They, they, they're telling you you need to get that higher education mm-hmm. because, you know, the bank's right. making money on all this. Right. Right. The contractor's making money. And that's another thing with our uh, black institutions. Are there black contractors on your vendor's list or your contractor's list? Are you just black 
you know, we I think the uh, controversy broke out with Dr. Wesley over, you know, the major universities, major majority universities, and the black universities. But are the black universities black in terms of economics and the ownership? Or are we just attending those universities? The mm. same textbooks, you see. Are we empowering ourselves? Who Who's doing the contracting work? Even the landscaping. Yeah. We didn't even do the landscaping over at TSU. I mean, I mean, but we need to do that. We need to make sure that indeed we're part of the community when economically we have those business opportunities made available to us. Then I think that's we'll start benefiting from our black college experience and institutionalism. Mm. Well, here's one thing we have to understand as black people, and that's why it comes from a comprehensive understanding. And, and the system that has historically held us down is not going to help us to to be independent, right? So that that just eliminates all that the institution uh, have to provide for us, black or otherwise. Mm-hmm. See, what we have to understand as black people, especially those of us who are striving to be entrepreneurs, we have to understand, brothers, is that entrepreneur is the is the one who drive government. Yeah. So if we want to talk about what the black community needs to do, it's going to have to come from successful black entrepreneurs with that mindset and put pressure on the politicians to do what's right. It's not going to come from voting, mm-hmm. right? That's one of the biggest farce that's been sold to us right. is voting. That's a game. I say it like this. Voting put people in office. Right. Money dictates the policies. That's the lobbying live, system. The lobbying yeah, there's lobbying, the special interest groups, the PACs, PAC, right. the political action committees. Until we plan, until we start playing that game, then we're just playing checkers on a chessboard mm-hmm. while everybody else is playing chess. You'll never win. Mm-hmm. You will never win. I mean, for example, in Houston, all of these stadiums that are, that are built by the county and our tax dollars, they issue a bond, and, and these politicians that's supposed to represent us encourage us to vote for the HISD bond, vote vote for the new stadium. They got a stadium for every sport here. Mm-hmm. And we we are the citizens paying taxes to build those stadiums. So so the owners that own the teams and those, those uh, concession companies and the people selling uh, you parking, everybody's making money. Off of us, and and well, how much money are we getting back from the Super Bowl? Right. For example, go. You know, we want the Super Bowl hosted here. Here we got a black mayor, a black city council persons. We vote for it, but who got paid? Millions of dollars. You know, mm. do we own any hotels? No. You know, do we own the restaurants? You know, all of the the uh, industries that benefited from the Super Bowl. And we still left out and in, in, uh, living under the bridge. I think they moved the homeless mm-hmm. right. because they was an eyesore to the, <laughs> yeah, to the right. business. So, right. Yeah. So we round into the end of the show. Okay. I want to get... I got a free every, gift for everybody. Right, right. Real quick. Okay. This is the Business Building Blocks podcast. And we always like to have the business, the entrepreneur, give our listeners what we call a block or one piece of information <laughs> that will help them be successful. The one block I would say is that you have to get the wealth psychology mindset. The wealth psychology mindset. And the reason being is that 
Black folks in America, we have enough money to do whatever we want to do. We got $1.3 trillion mm -hmm. that we spend in this economy purchasing power. That's equal to the ninth largest country in the world if it was based on GDP. We spend 2% of our money, we spend it with black people. 2% of the $1.3 trillion. I heard a sister who's a president of a black bank say this the other day. And she said if it increased to 10%, from two to ten percent, that will create that will create one million new jobs. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to keep on asking God to give us more money. Mm -hmm. He's given us enough. Right. He's given us one point three trillion. Is that our minds are that that our minds are one thousand percent saturated with being a consumer mm -hmm. and produce nothing? That's right. not a wealth mentality. So we have the building block is. Develop a wealth mentality. And I'm going to give that, I'm going to help you with that with this free gift I got absolutely, for you. Absolutely, thank you. Can you tell them where to find you online, social media, things like that? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You can go to DarylMuhammad.net. We're putting up a new website, new and improved website. DarylMuhammad.net, Instagram, Snapchat, okay. Facebook. is Facebook, is Facebook, it's uh, Daryl Muhammad Fan. Daryl Muhammad Fan. Go All to right. the fan page. So uh, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, Daryl Muhammad, uh, you know, all over the place. Just social media, put in Daryl Muhammad, and you'll find me. Absolutely. And, and we on Facebook Live right now. Facebook Darryl Live. Muhammad. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would ask everybody to share in everyone, because we shared it with the Business Building Box page. Let's share. Let's click the share button. Let's click the like button. Uh, let's subscribe if you're on YouTube. Right. Uh, you can also, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm about to say you can uh, you can listen to the podcast on the podcast app if it's on your phone. Uh, just search Business Building Blocks. You can also follow us on Facebook at Business Building Blocks. Uh, you can uh, everywhere all the social media mm -hmm. on Instagram is BB Blocks and that's Instagram and Twitter BB Blocks Podcast. And uh, y'all just tune in SoundCloud also SoundCloud also right. yeah. But so, all the Android on us yeah. Shout out to my Android <laughs> brothers and yeah, sisters. Right. <laughs> listen to us on SoundCloud and this was a great episode. Thank you for coming, brother. You got a free gift. Oh, tell them about the gift. Yeah, I got a free gift. Got a free gift. Oh, and on that note, I'm coming out with a podcast that I'm going to launch okay. July 4th. Oh, yeah. 4th of July, right. our Independence Day. But here I have something uh, for you because I always want to come and, and give your listening artists something that they can own and take with them and, and, and progress through the process here. It's a free audio entitled What Black Folks Don't Know About Money. It's a free audible mm. uh, audio, I should say. You go to bit.ly forward slash black dollars, bit.ly forward slash black dollars. You put in your name, email address, you get an instant link to download that, and that will definitely help you develop and, and, and grow your wealth mindset. Thank you, brothers, for letting Thank me come you. here and share. Absolutely. And, really and I pray that show. I add value to your show and your listening okay. audience, and I'm here anytime to come back and, and share some more with you. You're Absolutely. Back. This is the Business Building Blocks podcast. You have those blocks, now get to building. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you.